Hey, John. Yeah. Do you smell dog food? You know what? Maybe we can give the answer to that during the show, okay? All right. All right. Good idea. Let's do it. my god you're here yeah it's the yep. bro show oh no not you the audience i was talking to the audience oh anyway I see you there okay you are here golly okay yeah gosh hey uh i gotta i gotta ask a couple questions uh we're just getting the show on the road here for our before i do that though a few few necessities this is the bro show we are I hey, hey. my name is jerry my name's John. Yeah, we do this every week, and you can get the, you get to hear it on Saturdays. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, uh, John. You know, I have to ask. Uh, what? What's what? What did you have to eat for breakfast? Mm. I didn't. I didn't finish my breakfast yet. I'm still eating. Oh, mm. I'm eating this chili mac muffin. And you know what? What's what? the key to making a good chili McMuffin? What? Is to get the right chili that's got the right texture so that when you eat it and chomp on it, it doesn't spill all over the place. And you know what? I found wow. that chili. I can't wait to hear about that. And, and uh, yeah, okay. All right, fair enough. You know, I've got some chili here, too, and I just wondered, do you want me to wait to eat that, or shall I yeah, eat some now? Yeah, chop a little bit just to get <coughs> the lay of the yeah, land. Okay. It's, uh, first, first things first, I've got to break up some crackers on this stuff. Ooh, boy, that perfect crackers. I got the perfect crackers. Mm. Okay, now I'm going to move it around a little bit. Oh, boy, this looks good, John. Mm. How's it taste? Hold on. Wow, this is good. Mm. Mm. Is it hot enough for you? You know, I got a little on my spoon in preparing this. And I, of course, cleaned off my spoon. And I'll, let me tell you, it's got some tang. And it's not sure. its not an immediate hit. It, it comes on. Kind of grows on you? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah, definitely. Well, it grows <laughs> in you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, this is good. So let me check something real quick here. You know, uh, I forgot. I forgot to check something very important. The next What's full that? moon, the next full moon is in 20 days. Good to know. 20 days. 20 days. So, check. you know, you have, you have time. You have time. And, and if you don't. Well, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. If you don't, if you forget, I'm not going to remember that. How oh, am I gonna you know, know what? No problem. In the show notes, I've got a link to the How Many Days Until Full Moon website. Okay. Not to worry. This is something, especially for, for, you know, people who are werewolves and people who, you know, are prone to 
keep company yeah. with them. For people that need to be aware of werewolves. Where, where? <laughs> They're there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're having too much fun now. Yeah, but so, you're right. We got to move on. We have a sponsor? Yeah, we sure do. Our sponsor is the Animal Legal Defense Fund. They are a organization, 501c3, that they they support the uh, their mission is to advance the interest of the animals in, through the legal system, and they do that through uh, filing lawsuits that uh, against them, supporting other lawyers, helping them out, and also supporting the legislation that makes sure that these animals are protected. And most of all, they have got what's called swag. Mm. They've got good T-shirts. They do. And uh, we've got the link to their T-shirts, the link to their organization and where, where you can donate. Also got links at the bottom of the show notes to our T-shirts. And I should note that all proceeds from the sale of our, our T-shirts and coffee mugs go to the Animal Legal Defense Fund. And uh, this season's uh, T-shirts feature uh, a werewolf baking an apple pie <laughs> with an apron on. And also a werewolf, as you might expect, riding a motorcycle. Makes sense. So feel free to pick up some swag and, and you will be helping the Animal Legal Defense Fund. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got a werewolf story. Yes, we sure do. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to just going to say that one of the things that came up, we decided we needed to figure out what would be a werewolf's choice, chili choice. Yes. Right? And we have found through irrefutable evidence, we have it all there, that we know exactly the brand of mm-hmm. chili that they would the, that they would have. And I'm going to let you kind of explain how we came up with that evidence uh, movie-wise, and maybe you can give us a little detail on that. Okay. Well, I tell you, I'm just finishing up my bowl of chili right now. Hmm. This is this is Wolf's Chili. Is what you're talking about? Okay, here's how we came up with this. Mm. Yeah, Wolf Brand. Excuse me. Yeah, that's very important. Can't leave the word brand off. And there's a reason. It all will be revealed very quickly here. Okay. Ah. If you've ever seen the wonderful werewolf movie called The Howling, uh, you'll see a local sheriff played by Slim Pickens. Yeah. The guy who, in Doctor Strangelove, rode uh, a, a nuclear missile to Earth. <laughs> the ground. <laughs> that was beautiful. Anyway, he's got a distinctive accent, mustache, and way of uh, behaving. He is eating a can of Wolf Brand chili uh, in one of the opening scenes. And uh, he's the local sheriff. And that's one of the many cues that this town is not a normal town, that it is, in fact, populated by a lot of werewolves. Yes. And so, yeah, I, I remember seeing that scene so distinctly. Uh, it's referred, it, it's not the only place in the movie uh, the can of chili appears. It's in stores and stuff like that. It's kind of like a little in-joke camp thing. And uh, above and beyond all that, there's another movie that uh, talks talks about the howling having the wolf chili in it. So it's this is kind of a famous scene and a, a kind of kind of a famous thing, and right. uh, the wolf chili was not invented by a guy named Wolf. 
first of all. No, it wasn't. No, that Lyman, doesn't mean he didn't like wolves, though. He did like wolves. He had a pet wolf. Yes. Lyman T. Davis of Corsicana, Texas, in 1895. Uh, he sold Lyman's famous chili for five cents a bowl out of the back of a wagon in Corsicana. And I've been to Corsicana. I've driven by Corsicana about 200 times. And I can tell you, it's a nice town. And I can just see uh, old Lyman doing his business. But at one point, uh, he went commercial and started canning and stuff, and he needed to come up with a better name. And everyone knew he had a wolf. He even had the wolf there when he was selling chili. So, right? Natural. You know, we call it wolf brand chili, right? To indicate yep. it's not chili made out of a wolf. It's not, uh, you know, something, you know, Lyman T. Wolf's chili. No, no, it's not. This is wolf brand chili. Brand is very important. There's a myth as to why uh, the popularity of that chili, how he realized uh, it happened. Notice that, uh, you know, the, 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 it was actually, they put this in front of the Blue Front Saloon, was where he put his wagon, because the saloon says, look, if you sell your chili, they'll come, they can get a bowl of chili and they'll come right in to have something to drink with, my, with the chili. Yes. And all of a sudden he realized the saloon keeper says, look, they're not coming in. And you know what they were doing? They were getting Goodness a bowl Lord. of chili. They were then going to the back of the line to get a second bowl. They figured they would need by the time they got to the front of the line. Nobody was coming what? to the saloon. What? And then that's when he realized my chili is pretty popular. And he could then yeah. sell it without the saloon. Pretty amazing. Huh? Wow. Well, I have to tell you, and thus began the proud tradition of Texas chili, which is chili with no beans. Right. For, the, for the Yankees in, in the audience, you you take note of this, that, you know, real men, real Texas men anyway, and women eat their chili with no beans. And it, it can be very spicy. Oh, boy. I just I had a bowl, John, as we were. Yeah, and I, I just uh, ended up putting some of my chili. I had uh, a, a, yesterday yeah. I had a chili dog, yes, and I then had a bowl of chili. And then I had another bowl of chili, and then this morning I decided I'd put some of this chili on a uh, muffin with egg and, and a uh, piece of cheese, and ooh la la, so good. So this is multi-purpose chili. Uh, tell me, is. tell me, I got I got questions about this. Just how highly rated is the? I, obviously, you and I like it. What does everybody else think about it? Well, I think one thing you need to do is like it is highly rated. Okay, that's the bottom line. But to get there, we need to understand. Look. You probably, you or me or anybody else could, has their own favorite chili that they can make. And let's not make, come up with the, uh, the thought that the chili we get in a store is necessarily going to be better than that. But we know there are going to be moments when we just want to have chili now on the spot. Stick it yep. in a microwave, do this, do yep. that. Now, where can we get, what kind of canned chili can we get that will satisfy our appetite? And we can say that's the best doggone canned chili I've ever had. Well, and let me that, ask the question. Can I ask the question? This is a question Lyman asked. I thought it was a pretty good question. Right? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Neighbor, how long has it been since you had a big, thick, steaming bowl of wolf brand chili? I can say that that has just been less than 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's been five minutes. It's been five minutes. I <laughs> oh, yeah, beat me. I did. Sibling rivalry at its best. What can I say? Yes. Okay, let's move on. Sorry, you know, to, interrupt to, the ratings. Sorry to interrupt. The ratings, you know, what so I decided 
let's, you know, we knew we were going to do the story, but we didn't yeah. want to do the story and not know what people think of it. I ran into, without any effort, two places, two websites, well-known websites, one called Mashed, which is a multi-platform publication dedicated to both the folks who like to eat and the people who like to prepare food. And then I ran into another one called Tasty Table. Both of those, one had 11 canned chilies they tried, the other one 12, and they ranked Wolf Brand Chili number one. It's texture, mm. it's hot, but not too hot. Uh, you know, and it, it was, it, it's just, it, it, and it's a kind that you, you eat and you say, well, I'd like a little bit more of that. And so, you know, we could, we could go into that, but I, I think it's important to know that we did our research and came up. And that isn't to say, though, that every one of these tasting ratings is high. In fact, I ran into one that I was a little disappointed in because, you see, I looked at the ratings. They did eight chilies. They came out with Wolf Brand number four. What? Four. What? That doesn't make any sense. There's some hinky here. Exactly. So I decided to take a deep dive into the, okay. the ratings that they did and found out that they had the ratings. The people that were eating the chili were having a big argument as to about this chili. Some people felt that chili should be number one and about three or four said number one. And then about three or four said it should be the worst chili we've ever had. The worst. Now, why would wow. there be such a big difference in opinion? The problem is that if you take a can, if you buy it off the store and you keep it at room temperature and the first time you open that can at room temperature, it will impart a smell like dog food. Okay. Now, did you One experience time. that, John? Did you yes, experience did. that? Yes, I did. But you have to have <laughs> these ideal circumstances. It can't be I, like. It can't be refrigerated. It can't be refrigerated. It can't even be 60 degrees or 65. It's got to be at least in the, the, the 70s. Okay. Oh, well, if I can't verify thin, that. I, I had it at room temperature, but my the part of the room I had it in was cooler than 65, I think. Well, then, you, that if you, did you smell it? Uh, no. I, 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 I even stuck my nose right in the can when you I You couldn't smell it. it. I couldn't right. smell I could not smell dog food smell, but I did smell can smell. The okay. smell that cans have. Yeah, kind you of a, try smelling it from the inside out rather than the outside in. Don't try smelling outside. No, I smelled, I smelled the can. Your nose, you have to put it over the edge of the can, John. Can't did avoid you? the can. Why well, assume that you, since you smelled the can, you were smelling, you know, well, it's not getting that detail. So the no, point being, no. and so if you open it, Without these ideal circumstances, you'll you'll have that. You cook the ch if you if you do smell it, and then you start you know nuking it while the microwave, or you decide to cook it on in, in a pan. That smell is immediately evaporated and goes away, even if it lasts yeah. that long. So yeah. these snooty people decided to latch on to one brief moment. And of course, they were they, they were offended by that and felt that that needed to be and that that was ridiculous. You know, so, I've I've had corned beef hash from a can, and it does smell to me like dog food. So I mean, uh, okay. so it, so it, maybe it, it, could it be an individual thing? You know? Yeah. Well, you mean? And by the way, people, if yeah. It, well, I here's the other. So I'm going to say it isn't. But yeah, okay, ahead. you're one of those guys. Okay, yeah, so one of those guys. Here, here, 
Yeah, here's my point though. If this is chili tasting, and I've been to several chili cook-offs, if it's chili tasting, uh, what the ingredients were like before they were cooked has no bearing on the actual chili tasting. That's a completely separate thing. I don't know why that even became part of the criteria. Okay, well, I let's, think they're let, out let, of line. I think well, they're here, out well, of line. Well, let, let, let's think through this a little bit further, and let's set, end this session yeah. while talking about. We started with saying this was uh, a werewolf's choice, chili choice. And what we've At done least, is we've yeah, given, according it, to the movie. Now, we haven't really given the irrefutable evidence yet. Okay. And that evidence is that werewolves like their chili at room temperature. <sighs> and when they open that can, they're going to smell yeah. an animal, a four-legged animal type smell of dog food, which is much closer to what they want to eat. And that is something to remember. And that is the evidence we have that this is wolf man's, a wolf, werewolf's chili choice. Hey, we do have a word. It's a very common word you see in the newspaper when you read skyscraper. The skyscraper it is. is a built. Yeah. And maybe just as a, a point of reference to understand what a skyscraper is, it's the criteria isn't not necessarily the height of a building, although it's a port, portmanteau. It's taking two words, sky and scraper, and putting them together, a building that reaches for the sky. But it doesn't have to necessarily be a certain height. More important to that is it's a building of exceptional height, completely supported by the framework, typically steel, iron, etc. So uh, that's what a skyscraper is. You probably knew that already, but it doesn't hurt to know just a little bit more. Uh, one of the common features of a skyscraper is it has a steel frame that supports the certain the walls rather than resting on the load-bearing walls. So if you were going to build like a, a house with just one or two stories, you wouldn't have to have a street steel framework uh, work, you know, all the way through like a skill, uh, steel skeleton. You could rely upon the, the walls themselves with, uh, with wood uh, in order to, to build it. So I got that from looking at the skyscraper uh, Wikipedia entry. Ah. And it fits very well into our story because what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the latest but greatest uh, proposed skyscraper that would be the tallest building in the united states so that's it okay sir you know are you still are you still eating I, that chili i i had to have a cracker the, the no wolf problem. chili taste was so strong that you know I, I i felt the need for another cracker i'm sorry i had to apologize oh that's okay okay so yeah you know a lot of people think they know what this word means but they don't Really? You know, the, the I like that phrase, uh, uh, supports curtain walls. That is so neat. You know, it's yes. a steel frame that supports curtain walls. That really, to me, that just instantly communicated to my brain. Yeah, I like it. Good definition. Hey, what are we going to talk about? What's our two takes? Well, our two takes is going to be a story about Oklahoma City, very vibrant city. That has, on, in December, proposed to have a skyscraper uh, constructed in their, not in their downtown area, but in the adjacent area, contiguous to it, east of downtown, called the Bricktown. And in that, what they want to do is they want to build 
a skyscraper originally was proposed at 1,700 feet, but then they said, hey, let's just go for the record. And the record happens to nice. be uh, 1,776 feet, the, the World Trade Center in New York. And they're going to go up to 1907. And that's right now they, they have for the zoning change is what they're talking about. And I guess really what we what, what I want to mention is that, uh, you know, we could talk a little bit about Oklahoma City. And I think I want to plug something at this point and not really get into too much detail. You, I went to Oklahoma City about uh, about a year and a half ago, had a great time, rode up the city because I really enjoyed it, all the things it offers. And that report will be pinned at the top of our website. So when you go to the website, you will see that. I recommend it, and it'll go through a variety of things. Uh, but a couple of things we want to talk to, and the only reason I mention that is because what is the, the viability, the possibility that they will be able to pull this off? Yeah, and, it, I, it's not that big of a city, is it? Well, it's actually, let's, you know, it, it, it's right now sitting at the 20th, and I actually read something more recently that it's 18th. Uh, populous city with a population of about 681,000 with the most recent census and a metro population, which is their larger with their counties, et cetera, of uh, 1,400,000. So uh, that's, you know, it, it's not what you call a, a podunk town, you know, but it clearly right. it is a, it, it has a, an urban flavor to it to some extent. And um, so that's, I think, one thing to keep in mind. It's also, uh, I thought what I would do is take a look and say, well, is anybody else, you know, other than New York, Chicago, L.A., uh, Houston, building anything, what we call super tall buildings, which would be over 800 feet. And guess yeah. what I found out? I found out what? Austin, Texas is right uh-huh. now constructing a building that's over 1,000 feet in their downtown area. Oh, I didn't area. know that. I didn't know yeah, that. It's, yeah, so it's, mm. it's going to do that. Their building is... Um, they're doing a a waterline building and what you know you say proposing no they're not proposing this this is something under construction is it and i when i when i think about construction i think about two things is it going have they reached bottom yet have they done the caissons that go down the columns yeah structural yeah. columns that need to hit bedrock or is it going up i've seen images Ooh. of they're about three or four stories up out of the ground so this is happening wow. in austin so it's not impossible you say well how big is austin well, that's a surprise in itself. It's it's the tenth largest city in the country. Texas wow. has four cities. Texas has wow. four cities in the top ten. They've I got Houston, that. Dallas, San Antonio, and number four, Austin. So wow. it's definitely possible. Okay. Now let's think about the comparison of these two cities. There's t- one thing they definitely have in common. They're both state capitals. Yep. Okay. And state capitals in themselves will attract a certain number of people coming in. Now, let's move on to just Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City last year, uh, actually 2022, had 23 million visit, 23 million visitors. So it isn't like, you know, people, it, it is a destination when it comes to that. And I'll tell you, it does offer a lot. Don't want to get huh. into a lot of detail with respect to what it does offer. It's oh, read your professionals. Report. Should, what's read that? the report. You can read the report. It's got beautiful architecture. It's got there's it's got a vibrant downtown. It's got uh, parks, gardens. It's it's got museums. It's got a lot of uh, good restaurants, etc. So um, it, it's it's I think an up and coming thing. Now I would say that they might be stretching a little bit. They're going to have to do a zoning variance again because right now the tallest building in uh, is the uh, is about 50 stories and oh. it's about 800 feet. 
right now that they right. have, and it's in the downtown area with uh, in, in Oklahoma City. And so it will, it's the, the Devon, Devon Energy Center is what it's called. So they're, okay. they're going to have to stretch a bit to make it happen. One other thing to, to, to note here is when you think of a building, what is this building going to be used for? This yeah. building is not, you know, um, you take a look at uh, most buildings of, of significant height. They have a they have a, a commercial aspect to them. In other words, they have office building you think about. Right. This is not going to be an office building. This building is going to be residential and hotel with some, uh, you know, the, the typical retail for the first couple of floors. It's going to be actually wow. a little bit more than one. Uh, there's going to be a couple other smaller buildings around it. I do believe it's going to have to have some some change in it, in, in the, the structure, the size, et cetera, the height to make it. But I, I clearly I think a thousand feet is very, very doable. OK, and, uh, all right. So, so that's you don't think they're going to you don't think they're going to make it. Now, how many floors are they proposing in, in the 1,900 square feet? Thank this one's going to be well is. over 100 uh, the, 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 yeah, because it, it's residential. So those floors are okay. smaller. Shorter, so, yeah. for example, the Austin building that is that is more uh, both office, et cetera, is going to be – it's only like 74 stories. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean – yeah, it it so the the residential mm. uh, height of a, of a floor is a little bit less. It's more like a, could be nine, nine and a half, ten, twelve. Okay, would be okay. more likely to be for an office. So that's the difference. Do you have any groaners for us? I got a couple of groaners. I'm ready. First, and the groaners are brought to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. Okay, here is the first groaner. What is an artist? Favorite shoe brand. What is an artist's favorite shoe brand? You, mm. and I'm going to give you a very, very strong hint. Oh, I, I canvas tennis shoes. I am currently wearing this brand. Oh, <laughs> we've referred really? to this not the brand, but I have a certain name I describe these shoes as, which is not allowed to be said in on the show because it's you know it's a general audience I oh know. yes 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 i know it begins uh, with an s and yes t you got yeah. it well no no actually this name starts with an s too really <laughs> okay i'll have to give it to you yeah sketchers sketchers what S K E T C H E R S Skechers. I've never heard of them. Oh, sorry. Well, you can look it up. It's a it's a pretty popular brand of comfort comfortable shoes I'm, that you I'm can sure put it off is. and on. Oh wow. Okay, let's move okay. on. We, 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 we let's got, try another. We, one. We, we, try another. We're gonna try another one. Actually, this one's a little more difficult. Good luck. <gasps> what do you call? What do you get? What do you get when you cross a chili pepper? A shovel and a Labrador, a chili pepper, a shovel, and a Labrador. <laughs> I have no idea, but I can't wait to hear. A hot diggity dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's extraordinary, John. <laughs> 